Well, hello, this is Katie Craig, and I'd like to welcome you to today's issues. In our first episode of this brand new podcast series, Today's Issues, we will be exploring a hot topic, narcissism. As COVID-19 de-escalates, this new pandemic is just ramping up. Contrary to the common consensus, narcissism is a common trait viewed on a spectrum. We all have a degree of selfishness or narcissism. Ask any bedraggled mother with a demanding newborn. Self-interest, degrees of it, is healthy, and this is part of our human condition. It's only when this trait becomes excessive to the detriment of others' well-being that we graduate self-interest to narcissism. We will be delving not into the trait today, but the disorder of narcissistic personality disorder, also known as NPD. Now, the Mayo Clinic defines NPD as having an excessive or inflated sense of self-importance. The cause is unknown, says Mayo, but likely involves a combination of genetic and environmental factors. Treatment can help, but this condition cannot be cured and requires a medical diagnosis. It is sadly a chronic condition. Now, since 1920, according to one Ngram Google chart, narcissism in our culture has exploded 350 percent since 1920. We are living in the age of me, me, me. <clears throat> Leslie Vernick, author of The Emotionally Destructive Marriage, is also a counselor and a coach and a worldwide authority on this topic. She states, NPD is one of the hardest disorders to treat primarily because the narcissist never sees himself or herself as the problem. Rather, they portray themselves as the victim and they can become very convincing to the detriment of the victim's family and friends. In a videotaped interview between Meredith Miller, coach and host of the popular Inner Integration series, and Dr. George Simon, we will glean a deeper understanding of this topic as Dr. Simon, the world-renowned author of Wolves in Sheep's Clothing, declares, after 40 years of cross-cultural counseling around the world with individuals with NPD, he declares that we are in a worldwide pandemic of narcissistic personality disorder. And today in this podcast, we will revolve our talk around Meredith Miller and Dr. Simon's interview. Many psychologists and therapists treat their clients with NPD based on a scale or a spectrum of intensity. 
Let's hear what Dr. Simon thinks about this topic. Uh, uh, my perspective is that character disturbance, because it's so widespread, is on a spectrum, much like we realized about almost all other mental health conditions. Uh, there's a spectrum of severity and a spectrum of, of quality, too. Um, and everybody falls along the spectrum somewhere. And depending on where someone is on that spectrum, the prognosis is a little bit different. And also, the means of intervention are different. I also want to mention that there are two spectrums here. There is a spectrum of narcissism that occurs in most individuals, and then there is the spectrum of NPD, and that's what we will be discussing primarily. Psychoanalyst Otto Finichel described early on in 1938 what has today been termed the NPD disordered person's need or supply that that person seems to need to fill in order to become satisfied in a relationship. It is a pathological or excessive need, Dr. Finichel says, for attention and admiration that does not take into account the feelings, opinions, or preferences of other people. Now, Dr. Simon moves on to explain how the disordered thinking motivates those with NPD to target certain individuals. You can't blame anybody for being hoodwinked because charmers know just what to say, just what to do to seduce. And uh, I, I mentioned in many uh, in many of my uh, online articles, uh, my blog articles, I, I mentioned that uh, at the front end of these relationships with these charmers, uh, victims mistake interest for regard. All right. A person can be really, really, really interested in you for a lot of reasons. And that interest itself is very flattering, right. you know? So you, you can be easily swept off your feet when you think, this person really, really, really wants me. That's really ego building. Now, the question is why they want you and what they intend to do with you. <laughs> That's a whole different matter, a whole different matter. And many times you don't know that until you've been pretty well used and abused. What traps the other person in the relationship is the, is the tactic that the narcissist uses. In other words, on those occasions when they will flatter, uh, when they will uh, uh, seduce, on those occasions when they will build you up for their own purposes, that need in you speaks something else. In other words, when you don't know solidly where your own worth comes from, right, and that nobody else can really purchase it for you or afford it to you, when you don't know that, you're vulnerable, not just to narcissists, but to a lot of other no-goodniks out there. These individuals with NPD target others we often call empaths. Empaths are highly sensitive to others. They're caring individuals 
with poor boundaries, and they often have low self-esteem. In my workshops about this, about an abuse victim who did In my workshops about this, about an abuse victim who did everything to try and understand. You know, if I could only figure out uh, why he or she feels so sensitive about, about this, whenever, whenever I, uh, I try to address an issue, why, why they get so quote-unquote defensive, what's driving, what, what underlying fear must there be, what underlying insecurity, if I could just figure that out, then maybe they wouldn't do this, or maybe I could modify my own behavior in such a way as to not set them off. You know, like they're responsible for somebody else's behavior. Folks, we need to think differently about how we are raising our daughters. Ask their opinions. Respect and ask for how they're feeling. Teach our daughters boundaries so they don't become the prey of narcissistic abuse. Therapists try to help clients with NPD, but as Leslie Vernick said, they don't see themselves as having or being a problem. They are the victim. With a 1% success rate, the professionals are stymied. We just don't know what we're doing when it comes to dealing with character disturbance, many times. I think that's because the oh. typical rules don't apply. We just don't know what we're doing when it comes to dealing with character disturbance, many times. I think that's because the typical rules don't apply. Like the typical rules of human engagement are out the window because these people don't play by the rules. That's right, yeah. They've got a different set of rules. So While others are scratching their heads, there is one practitioner who, after 40 years of practice, may just have the answer to resolve these matters. He, long before we termed the word narcissism, called it character disorders. What do we do with narcissists who operate with little or no conscience leaving a destructive trail of broken lives behind them. So what I developed over the course of, you know, I'm sorry, the blurb I gave you said I've been doing this for over 25 years, it's been closer to 40 now. <laughs> but what I developed over the course of that 40 years is this art of what I call benign confrontation. It's a, it's a more sophisticated kind of tough love where basically you don't hesitate to call out the twisted ways of thinking about things and the dysfunctional behavior, but you call it out in a way that is both inescapable yet loving. In other words, the person has to know that what you want more than anything else is for things to be better for them and for everybody else. 
But in order for that to happen, they have to change. And when that message comes through, you uh, you would not believe how powerful it is. It's really powerful. That's why I've been able to do this work for this long and not burn out. <laughs> I've actually enjoyed it because I had the pleasure of seeing countless numbers of toxic relationship and abuse survivors empower themselves and move on to stronger, uh, more fulfilling lives. But I've also seen people who I thought were only going to maybe end up in prison or uh, uh, cause nothing but trouble in the lives of other people for a long, long time. I've witnessed them change too. We're going to end this fascinating discussion on the issue of narcissism from the work of Richard Boyd, author of Narcissism as Prophecy. After studying various writings by Nostradamus, Mr. Boyd stumbled across a group of verses in the Bible that rather surprised him. In this verse in the New Testament, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 7, he quotes, But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without any self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people, for among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women, burdened with sins and led astray by various passions. Mr. Boyd, the writer of this article, concludes that it embodies perfectly in these prophetic end times words of Jesus' followers the definition of narcissism. He compiles a 20-point set of characteristics that perfectly depict a narcissistic personality, and he summarizes it across various writings on narcissism by the authors, experts, and authorities on the topic. I'll end today with this question to you. If the Bible is indeed spot on about a narcissism in the end times, then could it also be a map of the future of our planet? We will see, won't we? I'm signing off. Katie Craig, have a great day until our next episode.